Good morning, everyone. Thanks again for tuning into Sin's Workshop Podcast. Hope everyone's having a great day. All right, so today we're going to be talking about Kingdom of Ice and Bone by Jill Cresswell. I have to say I thoroughly enjoyed this book. I was blown away by it, actually. Um, there is so much momentum and there's so much tension that drives the story forward because it's just... Well, it is just so well written. You know, I... I, I liked the first one. Um, don't get me wrong. You can check out my review of Be- um, Beast of the Frozen Sun on my website on sinsworkshop.com. And I liked it. Uh, don't get me wrong. But I feel like this one has more momentum to it. I think this one has uh, stronger storytelling to it. And I ultimately think I love this one a little bit more. And the reason being is because of all that tension that drives the story. It's such a high stakes, high tension story. And it honestly took my breath away. I mean, I read it so fast because I just couldn't put it down. And the whole be- whole reason being is because, you know, Lyra has come a long way in her journey to you know save her people um and the man that she loves Riker and what I think is really compelling about that is the fact that how do I say this um they each think that the other one is dead you know as a reader you're going between their perspectives so you know they're not dead you know you see at the end of the book that they both think the other one's dead but that they're not dead in fact i think that's really really cool and it does create a lot of tension for the story because oh my god in this book they constantly 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 get so close to one another you think they're gonna reunite and then fate snatches them away oh found my son's pacifier sorry i've been looking for this for days (laughs) And I thought that was so well done, how it did that. Because it was executed so well, this tension that brings the characters so close. And you think, oh yay, they're finally going to reunite, only for the story to snatch them away. And I was like, no! But then everything that happens in between just makes the story more engaging. It makes the whole adventure with these characters so engaging. And I thought that was so awesome. Like, I was pushed to the edge of my seat while I was reading this novel because it's so amazing, because it's so thoughtful, because it was executed so well tension-wise. I mean, this really is a tension-driven story. Uh, There's no doubt about it. That's the core of it. You know, there's a lot of tension. There's a lot of high stakes going on here. And I think it says a lot about Chris Wool's writing, you know. That's why I think I like this one more, because there's so much more tension, because there's more momentum to the storytelling. And ultimately, you know, whew, it was a doozy. It 
was a doozy. I can't say that enough. Uh, whole reason being, um, not only do these characters come so close to reuniting only to be stripped away constantly, but Lyra, uh, you know, she has the blood of the Fallen Ones. She has the power, rather, of the Fallen Ones in her bloodline. You know, she released the, uh, trapped gods of her, um, country, you know, she released them and she took their power, so they do exist inside her, and it's a lot of power she has to contend with, you know, and the power is sort of feeding off of her, her anger, hatred, her need for vengeance to save her people, but also avenge Riker's death, because, you know, she thinks Riker is dead at the hands of the, of Draki, you know, the conqueror, and... <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me. Um, allergies are killing me today, so it makes it like hard to breathe. Um, I thought that was really well done. I mean, I can't say this enough. I love her journey, Lyra's journey. I feel like she is a stronger character, a more formidable character, because you know, in the previous novel, she has a lot of strength to her. Don't get me wrong. But now she has all of these feelings. You know, she doesn't feel trapped so much anymore. She doesn't feel like she doesn't have any choices. She makes her choices. She makes decisions. She becomes really formidable. And she puts a lot at risk. You know, she puts her own life at risk to do what's right. And she embarks on this journey to destroy um Isult I think that's how you pronounce her name Jockey's mother uh the the serpent goddess who's a soul eater and that doesn't go according to plan and it just opens up a whole whole new can of worms and I thought it was like oh my god no I I loved it ultimately um <laughs> I really do think it was a good story um and I loved how her shift with Draki, her relationship with Draki kind of changes a little bit. Um, it does grow. It does evolve. And I was really pleased with it because, you know, Draki, who was just a name in the first novel, you really just saw, got to see him as like this nameless, this faceless name, um, this figure of power very much the villain and there's no denying he's a villain he he is a villain you know he is a conqueror but for some of his people he is you know a savior and I think it says a lot about how you look at um leaders for some they are saviors for others they are damnation and I think with his power he, he his ultimate goal is to unite everyone under his rule, um, to create a unified country. You know, that's not a bad goal to have. I just think the way he goes about it is incorrect. But given the structure of this world, it's understandable why he took the direction. Um, and 
it's nice to see him presented in a different view. You know, before he just kind of seemed like this two-dimensional villain set on conquering the world. He has more depth in this novel. Um, you really do get to understand him. The prologue is just him before he was Dracula. I thought that was really powerful because it showed his relationship with Riker, um, the beginnings of the relationship, how pure it was. And now it, we see how that purity has been corrupted, how it's been warped by who Draki is now. And I really did I did enjoy that. I did like that. I I thought it created more tension to the story. And it really did make him a a formidable villain. He's still a villain, but there are shades of gray to him. Uh there are some qualities about him that are somewhat redeemable. So, I mean, you still want him to lose in the end. There's no doubt about that. You want him to lose. But his relationship with Lyra, uh, you can understand it a little bit more. You can see how it develops and how it grows. You can understand him a little bit more as well. And I always think that's great when you have a villain that you can understand. That you can find some redeemable aspects of a villain, you know. Don't get me wrong, I do like those villains that are just pure chaos anarchy. I mean, the Joker is my favorite villain of all time. Um, But I also do like complex villains, you know. I feel like Draki's more like Lex Luthor, let's say that. You know, definitely a villain, definitely has a god complex and a huge ego. But in the long run, their goal... Because you have to say this, yeah, yeah. Um, Lex Luthor has superiority issues. He is xenophobic. He is threatened by Superman and other superheroes. Um, but ultimately, I mean, Lex Luthor, he wants to do good to humankind, even if it's in a corrupt and egomaniacal way. I think Draki is a lot like Lex Luthor. I'll, I'll say that, you know. Uh, and I think Lex is also a really good villain. Don't, uh, that's what I love about villains. You have these villains that are multidimensional that you can understand um, and that are relatable. And I think Draki is definitely one of those villains who is like that. You know, he is an egomaniacal. You know, he does have a god complex. He has a literal god complex. Um, he thinks he's immortal. He thinks he's better than everyone. But when you see the good that he has done in this in this novel, because you get to see it, it brings new dimension to his character. And I think it makes him an even better villain, you know. And I like how Chriswell develops his relationship with Lyra. I mean, she's really so bent on revenge and anger and all that stuff. And it really is blinding her. You know, she's falling into this dark pit. And it's sort of, you know, and Jockey's, you know, he is in some ways enabling her. Uh, and he also wants to help her channel her power. He, he wants to help her. But he wants her to be his consort, his queen. And he is, you know, he it's like he's a grand chess player. He sees all these pieces and he's moving all these pieces to get the to get to um, where he wants to and I thought that it was really well done honestly uh, I have to say this about Chris Will's writing it, it, you can see that it's grown um, 
and oh god that ending oh my god that ending was so good it was so good i can't i can't begin to express how much that ending it threw me through a loop i was just like no um (laughs) i can't wait to do the youtube video for this review um i know my youtube videos usually go up before but i do record them after uh (laughs) but oh my gosh it was just that was such a damn good ending and i was just like no now i'm so eager for the next book i just can't wait to get my hands on it Uh, (laughs) um But you know what? This is Kingdom of Ice and Bone. I have to give it four and a half stars. Not quite five stars because five stars are for books that really, really blow me away. Um, I like to reserve those because I like to be super picky. But four and a half stars. Go ahead and purchase this book off of bookshop.org. And if you don't have money, which I know, you know, a lot of for a lot of us, myself included, money is tight. Go ahead and check out the book from your local library. Uh, libraries are a great resource for the community and definitely deserve all of the support they can get. And you know what? Please do not forget to support me by liking this podcast and following it. Uh, if, You can also become a supporter on Anchor. Anchor is the platform I use to record it. Uh, You know, and there's a link for that in the description of this podcast. I hope you all have a great rest of your day. And as always, happy reading. (laughs) 